What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back on my podcast of Vitamin Sports, where you take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. Man, this MVP race is so controversial. I don't think anybody's really paying attention to it right now. You know, we got, when you see the MVP race, you see, you know, somebody that's significantly leading the way, or there's a two-way battle, not like a it's a up and it's like a domino effect. It's like a um not a domino effect. It's basically like ratings. There's ups and there's downs. And it's like, you know, you got Dak Prescott, you got uh Brock Purdy, you got Jalen Hurts. And it's like you're not really sold on anyone because, you know, of course Jalen Hurts just lost to the forty ers and he's injured again. Um with the concussion, I believe. Brock Purdy. Uh he's a system guy. And, you know, when his top tier players are not playing, he's just another guy. Dak Prescott can only win games where the team is under five hundred. So I don't know, it's just it's just kinda weird to me because and then people were not really talking about Tua Tonga Valoa. It's like he don't have, like he he got the number one offense this year, the high powered offense. He's leading the league in touchdowns, and they're winning. And I don't see how people can't really, you know, talk about Tua. But you know, it just seems as though like people are not giving Tua the credit, and it's like this is the same Tua that was performing last year because if we look at some of the stats you know and then you gotta look at the other side I know there's never been a rookie to win MVP or even considered for MVP but I have I definitely gotta make a case that CJ Stroke is playing at the MVP level because by Trevor Lawrence getting hurt it opens the door to that division. So now it's the battle of the Colts and the Texans. And it looks like comeback player of the year might be Garner Mitchell because of what he's been able to do. Nobody thought that the Colts would be this good, you know, just getting by on wins, but they're actually beating people. And the fact that Garner Mitchell is leading the way along with Jonathan Taylor and others. It's just crazy to me. And it's like, well, wow, man. Look how well they plan. And then you look at, like I said, the MVP race. It's staggered. Like Dak Prescott, the first team they played that was above 500. And they beat was the Seattle Seahawks. But everybody else is below 500. They played against the Eagles. They was above 100. They beat The Eagles beat them. They played against the 49ers. They was above 500. They lost. I mean, they lost. Yeah, the 49ers won. Like I said, the 49ers won and the Eagles won. They was the only two teams that was above 500 that they did not beat. And now the, the schedule gets even worse. They play against the Eagles Sunday. Play against the uh the Bills next Sunday. Then Christmas Eve they play against the Dolphins. Then they play against the Lions. 
coming into the new year, they play against the Commanders. Dak Prescott, 3,000 yards this season with 26 touchdowns and six interceptions with a completion percentage of 70. Like, it's more conventional that he is an MVP caliber player because, for one, he has the numbers. Two, they're winning, even though they haven't played anybody tough and beaten it. No, I haven't beaten anybody tough. And then it's just like, because this year is like the most controversial MVP race we've ever seen in a long time. We always had like two guys, maybe three guys. Two could be a quarterback. Actually, four. Two could be a quarterback. One be a running back, and one be a defensive player. But now it's just like there's nobody that's pulling away significantly, and it's kind of sad because it's like either everybody's injured or everybody's not playing above their level that people expected. Like nobody expected Brock Purdy to be in the, in the MVP conversation. Because everybody knows when Brock Purdy didn't have, you know, Trent Williams or uh, Christian McCaffrey, he struggled. He struggled. And that's why I can't put too much emphasis on that because it's like, yo, what happens when they get hurt again? Is Brock Purdy going to step up? Because he hasn't stepped up in big moments. And then I'm looking at two of numbers. Dak Prescott numbers are better. He has two more touchdowns and there's four or less interceptions. But just like, yeah. I I, I see why people are having a hard time because like I said, nobody's pulling away with significant numbers. Nobody. And then like you got the passing leaders, like the MVP race usually have a quarterback that leads the league in touchdowns, that leads the league in passing yards. Well, the two guys that's leading in that category, I mean, in those categories, well, one guy, Dak Prescott, is leading in that category for passing touchdowns. But then we got another guy, a rookie and a sophomore that has higher passing yards than every other all-pro quarterback. That's C.J. Stroud and, and Sam Howell. Like, C.J. Stroud is putting up good numbers. He's breaking all the rookie records just, like, by snapping my fingers. And it's like we can't really consider him because he's a rookie. And, you know, a lot of people ain't going to give rookie props for their first season because, you know, not many people, you know, think that they're good. But based on what I'm saying, it's just like, He's he's the truth. CJ Stroud is the truth. He has what? Thirty five hundred yards, twenty touchdowns, five interceptions. Yeah. Completion percentage sixty three percent. QBR one on one. He's going to the Pro Bowl this year as a rookie. Because for one, let's look at let's look at what nobody from the A or the AFC North is going. If Trevor Lawrence come back, 
he could go. CJ Stroud's going. Patrick Mahomes is going. I don't not just so it's only three quarterbacks that's taken from the AFC. Tua, CJ Stroud, and Patrick Mahomes. Nobody nobody else. Somebody gonna say, well, what about Russell Wilson? Mm. Patrick Mahomes. You know, a lot of people trying to push him for the MVP, but it's like 22 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Nah. Nah, this is not his year this year. See, I go to gotta go to somebody else. And based on these stats, it's looking like excuse me. The MVP trophy might be going to the NFC. Because I know, like, the first thing they're going to tell me about, look at uh, Brock Purdy. 70% completion percentage. That's good. Uh, 3,100 yards in the conversation. 23 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. See, there's always... See, there's always an outlier to the three quarterbacks that I named. So, Brian Purdy, in the games that they played, where they lost, let's look at, when they lost to the Bengals, when they lost to the Vikings, when they lost to the Browns, so this is the three game stretch that everybody was afraid afraid. So let's see. The first game of the season they played against Steelers, they beat them by twenty three. They played against the Rams, they beat them. So the first couple of games was a below five hundred team. Played against the Cowboys. That was above five hundred. They played against the forty nine I mean they played against the Browns. That's above five hundred. They lost to the Browns. Mm, they're above five hundred. The Vikings. Yeah, so this is where this is where it gets me. So when they played against the Vikings, let's look at these stats. Brock Purdy, twenty one of thirty, two hundred seventy two yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. QB rating. Oh yeah. QB rating 70, 71.5. All right. So he threw two interceptions that game. He struggled. This was the game where they didn't have Debo. Okay. Let me look at the Bengals game where they got blown out. Brock Purdy, 22 of 31, 365 yards. One touchdown, two interceptions. QB rating, 52. This was also the game. They didn't have Trent Williams and Debo Samuels. You know, of course, George Kittle showed up. He had 11, 11 targets. Nine receptions, 149 yards. Brandon IU, nine targets, five receptions, 109 yards. Mm. He got blown out. 
So which means they got garbage time numbers. Played against the Browns. Lost 19 to 17. Brock Purdy. 12 of 20, 27. 125 yards. One touchdown, one interception. QB rating 35. This is the game where Debo didn't have a catch. So what I'm going so what I'm going with this is the fact that we had three games of film where Brock Purdy did not step up to show the MVP caliber level that we're used to seeing from certain quarterbacks when their primary receiver or primary target goes down. But everybody's pushing for Brock Purdy to win MVP. But it's like those three games. What happened to those three in those three games where he didn't have, you know, Debo Samuels or Trent Williams, where the team was struggling and he, it was his time to shine. He didn't step up. Is it the fact that he only steps up when he has his weapons? All right, let's really consider that. And then we look at Dak Prescott. The red flag with him is the fact that the only team they beat above 500 was the Seattle Seahawks. Everybody else, they blew out. But I get pushback to with Dak Prescott because it's like you also lost some games where it was very questionable. Like, like you, let's see. Let's look at the Dallas Cowboys schedule. First game they blew out the Giants. Second game they blew out the Jets. They lost against the Cardinals. Whoop! Red flag! Red flag! Red flag! Playing against the Cardinals, Dak Prescott was twenty-five of 40, 249 yards, one touchdown, one interception, QBR rating thirty-six. That's terrible. Terrible. You couldn't get the job done? Okay, let's move on. They lost to the Cardinals. They blew out the Patriots. They got blown out by the 49ers. Dak Prescott, 14 of 27, 156 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, QBR rating 46.6. Yeah, bad. After that, they beat the Chargers. They beat the, uh, this is the game where everybody was yelling MVP chance for Dak Prescott against the Rams. And from what I'm seeing, okay, Dak Prescott, 25 of 31, 304 yards, four interceptions, I mean, four touchdowns, one interception, QBR rating 81. I can see how they, but at the same time, at that time, the Rams was five, I mean, three and five, and the Cowboys was five and seven. Yeah. Then, this is the game where they need, this is the game that would put Dak in the MVP conversation. But once again, that was laid the egg. 
Dak Prescott did his thing. 29-44, yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. QBR rating, uh, six, uh, 67. But the guy, he did what he had to do. I watched that game through and through. He did what he had to do. He he tried. He didn't get nothing from the run game. You know, C.D. Lamb was eating. C.D. Lamb, 16 targets, 11 receptions, 191 yards. Yeah. The defense, yeah, and the defense just couldn't stop the Eagles. It's not that fault. And then we go even further. This is where it gets cloudy. They blew out the Giants. This is the game where everybody was yelling, MVP, MVP, MVP. The man played the Giants. He had five touchdowns. Five. He was 26 of 35, 404 yards. Zero sacks. A QBR rating of 97.3. Yeah. He should have did this to the Giants. 49 to 17. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, you played the commanders. You beat them 45-10. Like, there's no standalone MVP thing with Dak Prescott. Like, what game where we really considered Dak the MVP level? Because if Jalen Hurts don't play, are people going to really give credit to Dak Prescott that he beat the Eagles? Yeah. Well, are they gonna are they gonna uh take away the credit by saying he played against he played against the hurt Eagles? They didn't have Jalen Hurts. We'll say he played against Marcus Mariota. So there's pushback, like I said, there's pushback with everybody that's MVP. Everybody. Like my three MVPs, like this this might be the chance a defensive player can actually come in and win MVP. And then when you compare that in numbers. Of course, Tua has more passing yards. Dak Prescott has less interceptions. He has more touchdowns. Like, man, come on now. Let's call it what it is. This is a janged up MVP, controversy MVP race. Like, I would, this would probably be the moment a defensive player could get the MVP because nobody's really sold on any of the uh, quarterbacks. Because every quarterback has a flaw. Everybody are not really sold on Brad Purdy. Like I said, he a system guy. We seen him without those guys. He didn't really do much. And it's like, well, but he had a high completion percentage. What else is he leading in? What else is Brad Purdy leading in? Because when you hear MVP... I mean, Aaron Rodgers, that year against Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers had, left, he had, what, 34 touchdowns, like five interceptions? But they had the best record, so he had less interceptions. He had a higher completion percentage and all that. And they had, I think they had one of the best records in the league. Because I'm, that's what I'm starting to see. Like, it's starting to look like, that year, Aaron Rodgers won it over Tom Brady. Tom Brady had more touchdowns. I think he had like 500 and 
no, 5,000, like 400 something, or 5,500. Like his numbers was just nasty great. And then Aaron Rodgers, you know, put up like 4,000 yards, 34 touchdowns, like four interceptions, four to five interceptions. He just had a phenomenal game. And I think Devontae Adams that year was good too. But it's just like, yeah, man, like what, what, you, what you gonna call it? It's a controversial MVP race that not many people backing up on it because everybody don't know who to choose. Like nobody knows who to write on because nobody has that significant game. Like Brock Purdy, for Brock Purdy to win it, he would have to literally, for me, and this is just my opinion, Brock Purdy, it would have, Debo would have to be out, Trent Williams would have to be out, and Christian McCaffrey would be barely doing anything. Brock Purdy would literally have to take over a game. He has yet this season to take over a game. When they played against the Eagles, Debo took over that game. Trent Williams took over that game. Christian McCaffrey took over that game. And the defense itself took over that game. Brock Perry just did his job. Like when Lamar won it, each and every game Lamar was taking over. Some way, somehow. To finish off with three what's the thing? Two thousand yards. I think it was even I think it's three thousand yards and a thousand three thousand yards passing and a thousand yards rushing. With like forty plus touchdowns, thirty six throwing, and I think like maybe six rushing. Had the highest. He had the highest uh, QBR rating. He had a perfect Q. He had multiple perfect QBR rating games. Like that's a significant standstill over everybody. It was unanimous. Like this year is like gonna come down to the wire. In these last few games, it's gonna, people are going to have to start pulling away. Like, if Jalen Hurts come back and he beats the Cowboys, then he comes and he wins out the rest of the games, uh, he's gonna. it's going to be hard not to give it to him. Same thing if Dak beats the Eagles with uh, Jalen Hurts playing, it's, kind of, it's going to be kind of hard because then Dak will be leading the NFL in touchdowns, per se, so, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I'm not really not really mad of who they're going to choose. It's just confusing who to choose because everybody's not really setting themselves apart from anybody else. So, that's my take on the controversy of it. Well, and then I had... Hopes for T.J. Watt, but, you know, of course he plays on stills and stills are slumming right now. But the fact that each and every game they're not out of it because of him, that's what keeps them in the race. And then Miles Garrett, you know, same thing. Like, if the Browns went out and Miles Garrett just go crazy, but he, he think he battling a shoulder injury. So, and they would never give it to a wide receiver. Like, I was hoping this year they gave it to a running back like Christian McCaffrey. But Christian McCaffrey, you know, he's slowing down. Like, there are games where he show out, and then there's games where he just slow down. So, um, we're going to see who they give the MVP to. Um, I, I can't really say who because, you know, everybody's up and down. So, I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., 
and this is Vitamin Sports. See ya.